0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Positive AF. I am so excited to share this episode with you all because I'm humbled and grateful to have been interviewed on another podcast called the LYF Podcast, produced by the Love Yourself Foundation. In this episode, I get especially vulnerable with my personal journey of inner peace and self-love. You can learn more about the Love Yourself Foundation at thelyfoundation.com or on Instagram at thelyfoundation. Thank you guys so much for having me and hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the
1: LYF podcast. Monica here, and I'm super excited because today we are sharing some love to our very valuable teammate, Duz DaCosta. She is the LYF podcast producer and graphic designer. She's been a longtime supporter of the Love Yourself Foundation way before she became part of the team. So we're super excited to have her as the teammate of the month. And so we'll get to know a little bit more about her story, her journey of self-love, and just all the incredible qualities she has. (laughs) so
0: does say hi thank you so much for the intro Monica I'm so happy to be here this morning especially you know we're in two very separate parts of the world right now I'm just so happy we're able to connect this morning oh me too right these are the moments where I'm like so grateful of technology
1: and all that it does for us
0: We're all like becoming tech pros as the year goes by, but yeah, we're we're learning, we're changing. Yes. Awesome,
1: Des. Well, the first question that we've been diving into with everyone is for you to share, what do you love about yourself? And has this quality always been a quality that you love about yourself? And if it hasn't, how did that evolve for you?
0: Well, first of all, I love acknowledging that this is always an awkward question to answer because of, you know, our societal conditioning and whatnot to believe that self-love is selfish. Because honestly, you know, when I heard this question initially, I always have that knee-jerk reaction to like retreat, you know. But when I really leaned into this question, what I love most about myself is that I do feel free spirited, feel like I can enter situations with an open mind and an open heart. I can do that with ease. And I love that because it just roots back to like trying to find the good in everyone in all situations that like silver lining. I will say that I've not always had this trait that was like so apparent to me. You know, there was times where I was not This optimistic as a person. I was like extremely pessimistic and I guess like super sarcastic and satirical. And those were all little defense mechanisms. But as I guess the years went on and I matured out of that, you know, growth stage, like definitely seeing, having the ability to step back and see a situation as neutral or, you know, not react is I think just a product of maturity and like going through things and realizing that like, all right, every situation, whether good or bad can be handled with grace. So yeah, that's what I love most about myself. I love that, and I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to, really,
1: because you know I think it's easy to stay in that pessimistic narrative because it's almost like you are setting yourself up in case you have to get disappointed right right, and like you said it was it was a defense mechanism, but it's so so happy to hear the the evolution you've had in yourself and how you've grown from that, and now you see that you know I think life is just a spectrum, really, right, and it's mm-hmm a little bit of good things, a little bit of bad, a little bit of in between, and it's about the journey. So I am, I'm happy to to see that and, and witness that and, and see where you are now.
0: Thank you. And I will say that, you know, the Love Yourself Foundation, and I'm sure we're going to get into this so much more, but it's really just propelled me and my self-love journey really so much. And I don't know if I'd even be where I am today as far as my mindset, my mental state. State of things, especially with how the world is now. I don't think I would be where I'm at without the support of the Love Yourself Foundation. So yay. Thank you for all, everything that you've given me too. Aww. Well, it
1: makes me really happy, Des and I'm so grateful to, to hear that. And you know, just as much as um, you know, we've been able to offer, you've uh, you've been you've given back so much to the organization and I mean, like you said, we'll get more into it. But I mean so much of where the organization is at is thanks to you now. So it's all like full circle. <laughs> so thank you. Mm-hmm. So awesome, Des. Well let's get more let's get a little deeper into your self love story. So mm-hmm. um, is there a moment that you can look back at that you're like, that's that's when it really began for me, mm-hmm. or were there a bunch of little moments that I added up together?
0: Yeah, I'd say it was a bunch of little moments, but the initial like situation or time of my life would be almost three years ago. I'm not saying this to like make a promo for LYF or anything like that, but it was really so serendipitous the way that it just came into my life and was a parallel to my healing was almost three years ago, I attended my first LYF event. And at that point I was just starting to learn about self-love. I had this jaded idea of self-love mm-hmm. and care practices, to be honest with you. Like if I'm being really honest, I never journaled, I never read, I never prayed or meditated. I was mm-hmm. extremely ignorant of all of those kinds of healing practices. You know, I was versed with like, like I knew that these are the things that you should be doing, right? Like you should be doing these things to be healthy. But for me, like it was very, a little woo-woo, right? I never mm-hmm. leaned into it or had myself really commit to anything because I don't know I just wasn't ready and so in all honesty LYF events at that point in my life were more of like a social outlet for me like a party scene Mm -hmm. right I would just kind of like show up and be like hey okay this is fun and then dip out and at the same time though it was slowly becoming more and more apparent that I had some really deep emotional cuts that I had not addressed you know, we all have our things. Mm -hmm. And so for a series of reasons, I developed mild anxiety. It started feelings of inadequacy and self-doubt and escalated to not being able to leave the house and without feeling paranoid. It was so crazy. Like I was sleeping too much. I found myself in my darkest, darkest period, which I was like battling depression. And mostly I wouldn't get out of the bed or leave the house for days. And that's like four days. And, It was like, this is not okay. This is definitely not how I should be living. But it was like the anxiety and the depression just consumed me at the time and it turned into panic attacks. And it felt like I was completely losing control of my sense of self. Mm -hmm. And there were obvious things in my life that I was trying to shut away. And you told me this. And that's why I feel like this is just the right way to describe it. It was coming up in my life in different ways, like very physical ways where I needed to address these feelings or else they wouldn't go away. I remember like crying nearly for every day for like almost six months just trying to understand like what the fuck is going on with me like you know and I'm telling my story this way with like all this detail because it's really what helped me to identify like I needed severe help right now and I couldn't dig myself out of this hole alone and so Aside from the support of my counselor at the time, I started reaching out to friends who I could confide in, who I knew would not judge me or try to fix me and rather allow me to feel like I could feel my feelings and help me to interpret those feelings. And so I got to work slowly implementing different self-care rituals and mindset activities, you know, attending these OIF events with more intention. And to be honest, though, the first few months, I really had to go through the motions. Mm -hmm. There was a point where I didn't believe that all this woo-woo, whatever, would really work. But I had to do something or nothing. So I definitely had to go through the motions and tell myself, you know, you either be doing this or you go back to the whole you know, panic attacks, super anxiety, like staying at home. So that was the first step into, you know, stepping out of my comfortable zone to like the zone of uncomfortability. And I started to believe like I feel just a little better today, you know, just meditating two minutes even, this might actually work. And that was just the beginning, obviously. And I'm still on this journey learning, unlearning, adapting every day and building my discipline and my self-care rituals. The biggest thing that I needed to understand in this process was maintaining self-love. It's the reality that it's not a task and that we can like just check off and be done with, but rather it's like an ongoing investment in ourselves. And once I realized it was less of a fad diet, but more of a lifestyle, Mm -hmm. it helped me to fully commit to taking my mental health serious for the long run. I like to compare it to like the journey of mental health to be one and the same as your journey of like physical health. And if we find ourselves unhealthy, we normally seek friends and coaches who could help us keep accountable. Like we create new rules like eating healthier and going to the gym so many times a week. And we do this until we reach a certain goal with our physical health. And one of those ways that we measure this is by our weight. And so it's a fallacy to think that we can go to the gym for six months, lose the weight, and then revert back to our old habits because the inevitable thing will happen, Mm -hmm. which is we'll find ourselves back in the same place. Well, that was the thing that I felt like I was doing wrong in my self-love journey. You know, I would like work so hard and then I get to this different like milestone and I'd be like, all right, cool. Let me just chill for a minute You know, let me like get off my diet mentality. And what would I do? I would find myself right back at, you know, almost square one or taking five steps back. And so the biggest takeaway for me here is that there's no easy metric to measure our mental health, unfortunately, and progress. But keeping this in mind will hopefully help anyone else struggling to remember that the journey is not linear. We've all heard that. But it must be maintained in the same discipline that we set for our physical health, too.
1: Absolutely, man. So well said, and um, yeah, thanks so much for being vulnerable. You know, and sharing those deep truths. You know, I I love those memes where they talk about how you know self love isn't just bubble baths. Yeah, (laughs) it's so much uglier. Honestly, it's not. You know, it's just the journey of becoming authentic is how I like to see it too. And we all are messy, and it's just about learning to love yourself when it gets messy and and enjoy it when good moments come. And it's a, it's just, it's that roller coaster ride, right? <laughs> so but yeah, I think you, uh, yeah, you described it all so perfectly and it's been a, a real joy and honor to witness your growth. And I'm so happy that LYF could be part of that journey for you. And the way I like to see the the events that we put on is I've always wanted it to be fun. So people can come to it, learn about what we're what we're saying but for the ones that maybe it really hits home then it'll be similar to you where it's like you you start to realize hey like this could be a little bit deeper than what i thought initially yeah. so it's uh, it's really cool that that, that happened to you
0: <laughs> mhm and it was really like if i think about it now i'm just you know i'm in a place where i can reflect back and think what would my life be without OIF or without finding this group of people in the dire time that i was in and I really don't, Like, everything just happened so, like, the universe is crazy, man, because, yeah, it was just, like, at a point where I was faced with so many things, like, that I did not have answers for. Boom, like, all these amazing people come into my life who never tried to force their opinions on me. It just happened so naturally and gradually where the reality is you guys, like, at that time held space for me, and that's all I needed, Right. Mm -hmm. To like really prop myself up and get myself on this journey train and for me to realize it within myself. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest thing that I love about our community is that everybody is just always, always so loving and willing to give and share, but never like forceful. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody just allows everybody to hold space. And that's what's really powerful about what we have.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, thanks so much, does I agree. And it brings back the memories of me of, you know, when I was in my dark place a few years ago, uh, you know, before LAF was LAF. And that's all I needed, too. I just needed a friend to listen to me and to not judge me. And just to be there and just offer that grace and just listening and just feeling the love. And that's why I'm so grateful of this work because it's providing that for the community that maybe they don't have that friend that they feel like they can confide in or, you know, they may not have those people in their lives. So just to show that we're all in this together, you know, all of us are always going through something. And and I think if we can bridge that even more and, and show people like, hey, like we have each other and we can lean on each other. So I'm really, again, really grateful that that's exactly what, what's happened in your life. So yeah, and I just love how involved, you know, how everything just worked out. I mean, for a long time, you were always supporting the events. And I remember, I think it was maybe last year sometime where we, we took a break from doing some events. And I remember you you had messaged us like, hey, when's the next one? Yeah, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and that made me really happy. And so yeah, bring back full circle, now you're part of the team. You've been tremendously pivotal this year, especially, you know, with how everything turned with COVID and Mm -hmm. just to, because everything obviously went digital, even though events will come back and all that, but we had to get like our online presence strong. And again, you were so, so pivotal in that. So I'm just so grateful how it all worked out. And, and even with our podcast, you know, like relaunching it and that's your gift and that you share along with your graphic design. So, so yeah, I'm just, so grateful of how it's all worked out, and so we'll just get right to it. Tell us a little bit more. You know, I, I know I've already talked okay. about it a little bit, but tell us a little bit more about your role with LYF and all that you do to help us be where we're at right now and and in the future.
0: All right. Well, yeah, I've been so blessed to be able to be in a position to give back to LYF. So. You know, I was initially exposed to LYF about three years ago, I want to say. Maybe a little shy of that. And then, you know, I've been a member of LYF for about... You know, I want to say two years now. Um, I initially joined as the graphic designer, but more recently I've taken on the role of relaunching and managing the production of the LYF podcast. And just taking a step back, my involvement with podcasts began about four years ago as a byproduct of being in graphic design and being in digital marketing. I was working on a project to create content and graphics for a podcast show. And I realized that podcasting marries my passion of Speaking your truth and content marketing and branding and design. And I think one of the reasons podcasts is really blown up is because of the way we are compelled by powerful storytelling. Like once you can really hit the nail on the head with a story, that's what we use to get motivated to buy products, to buy into people, to, you know, learn more about an organization as we're doing now. And so working with so many different shows intrigued me even more, you know, to hear all these podcast hosts and hear their passion behind their unique messages and was really what, filled my cup and so i have a podcast production agency and my focus is to produce podcasts that champion positivity positive content the love yourself foundation is such a giving tree of the community that i felt it was necessary to have a podcast to extend the mission. And so if you're listening to this episode, you already know how to find the LYF podcast. But if you receive any value of it, like out of it, feel free to share it with your friends because that's like really what we're on the mission here to do. You know, it's just to keep sharing and spreading healing methods as well. Yeah, that makes me smile. And uh, yeah, it's been such a beautiful ride
1: because when we first started at YF, we had started the podcast, but then we um, started focusing more on events. And it's just fun to, to look back, like all of 2019 was us just focusing on events, events, events. And this year, it's been a different focus, but just as invigorating, you know, in a different way. And just relaunching and getting the podcast to be what it is now and it makes me so excited. And, and that's all thanks to you, Des. And thank, so thank you. you for- everything.
0: I also want to give props to everybody in our LYF team and community that has participated on the podcast and will participate on the podcast in the future. That's the thing that drives me, you know, like when I relaunched the podcast, I didn't want it to be obviously anything about me or any one person. It was supposed to foster community. It was supposed to be an extension of the mission. And I think that's really what we're doing. We're having so many different voices from our team and spotlights in the community that we can really learn about people's story in in this digital storytelling world. And yeah, that makes me really happy because just left and right, everybody seems so passionate to get on and, you know, be in this intimate space and just speak their truth and that's really all i can ask for that's what drives me Mm -hmm. so well said i agree it's always that the co-creation that makes it
1: that much more special and so so blessed so blessed so awesome does well and then also does is uh currently mentoring to one of our interns mark and he he's our podcast production assistant so it's been really fun to see him getting engaged and and working alongside des and i know that's gonna help him wherever his career takes him and i know he said that he's really enjoying hearing people's stories too and so it's just beautiful it's beautiful to see the ripple it's having not only on like the back end production wise but also on the listener side and and
0: how it's all intertwined anyway
1: So shout out to
0: Mark. You know, Mark, yeah, as Monica said, just recently joined on as the podcast production slash management assistant, and he's super cool. He's really been able to help us streamline the production. So little shout out to Mark right here. Yes. Thank you, Mark. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So now let's talk a little bit more in depth about
1: this year. You know, it's been a challenging one for everybody. And so what is the biggest lesson that you feel that you've gathered thus far? You know, we only have a few months left in the year and uh, a couple. Yeah. And so what, what do you think what's been your biggest lesson or has there like been a few prominent ones that stick out to you?
0: Well, I think similarly to a lot of different people this year has been very trying to say the least, you know, and the biggest lesson since all of this began, is for me the idea that things can change very quickly. And patience and being nimble is key, but easier said than done. The idea that things can change quickly has helped me to find grounding in the phrase, this too shall pass, and used in a positive situation I've learned to savor moments and avoid taking things for granted, avoid taking people in my life for granted. Every second really does count. And used in hard times, this too shall pass, gives me the understanding that my environment can and will change, and you know, usually if I'm in a negative situation, that means I'll look forward to it changing into a more positive. So that's one really big takeaway, you know, and that was one that has taken all these months this year to really come to a conclusion and a strong understanding that, all right, this is my lesson for, you know, the nine months now that we've been in this year. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's also hard to swallow is that it wasn't easy. This entire year is is not easy, but there are these little takeaways that I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. I guess another lesson that I've been battling with these during these times is codependency. If Mm -hmm. I'm really getting into the nitty gritty
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The these extended periods of solitude and limited social environments made me simplify life to realize how codependent I am on certain people and certain things, and I often look for external validation. That could take many different forms. Right. I realized I needed to be at peace with myself and find more comfort within myself. And this is something that I'm still actively battling within myself every day. You know, there are times where I'm literally sitting down. And I feel this urge to be codependent and I have to really have like a battle within my own head and I might look crazy, but it's really like I'm having this internal conversation saying like, all right, choose me, choose me. Like, what do I need? What do I really need? Like, I'm trying to reach for something, but, you know, that's my initial reaction. That's what I'm conditioned to do right now. But what do I really need? And so... When those thoughts come, I normally do end up pulling away from whatever environment I am in. And I, you know, maybe I'll turn to a book or I'll turn to my phone and I'll start writing in my note. Or there are little things, but those are the things that have helped me. Um, but again, this is still a very hot topic for me, just going through the journey of this Yeah. You
1: know, I think that's, yeah, exactly. It's
0: the journey of becoming and and understanding
1: and getting more authentic with yourself. And, And I think that's a big theme for a lot of us. I know that resonates a lot with me too. You know, a lot of decisions for me personally too, like this year, I... I spent most I spent my quarantine on my friend's farm where I've I've talked about it before and initially it was really hard because I was like oh how am I gonna leave like my loved ones you know and Mm -hmm. I felt like for me Monica to be sane and to be like the person I want to be I had to do that you know and just like you said I had to have like that conversation Monica choose you choose what you need (laughs) Yeah, it's it's, like it's easier said than done. And it's challenging for those of us that care a lot lot about others and care deeply about others and their well-beings. But yeah, you nailed it perfectly. This ties in perfectly with what are some things you've done to stay balanced? during this turbulence?
0: (laughs) My daily self-care routine had evolved as I became like a, I guess what I'm trying to say is just, you know, to simplify it, my daily self-care routine consists of prayer or meditation, reading and journaling, but I make sure to do other spontaneous things I love, like going to the park and being in nature and painting or tending to my house plants Or even daydreaming, you know, and always like setting these little goals for myself to accomplish, whether it's like a daily, a daily checklist or a weekly big goal that I might have. And so that's been helping me to stay balanced because of the different daily structure. That everyone seems to have right now as we live most of our, like the majority of our life at home. But yeah, those are the main things. Yeah, great. And
1: I think it fits anything too for people that maybe it's new to them and maybe they don't know where to start. It's just like you said earlier, just starting with little things, like even if it's Mm -hmm. a two minute meditation a day, just a moment of silence for yourself, however long. However short it needs to be, um, and then as as time progresses, you start to allow yourself to have more stillness, and then getting creative, right? Tapping into your artistry. We all have some form of talent, and I think finding it, and even if we're not really good at something, that's okay. Like when we were, I always like to think back to when we were children. We would just try things. We didn't really care if we were good at it or not, <laughs> you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And to like just get to that point even, you know, just like you said, start with the little things like the ones that I read off in the beginning. Those are my non-negotiables. Like I'll make sure every day that I do at least, you know, a few minutes of prayer meditation, reading and journaling. But yeah, outside of that, those are like extracurriculars. That's when I can really, you know, not have some fun with it, but be a little bit more creative, like you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I love it. Awesome. And so for my last question is what piece of advice could you tell folks that are listening right now to stay inspired or how to stay inspired when the world is telling you all this stuff? (laughs) What do you do to stay inspired that can help others?
0: You know, I put a lot of thought into this question and it wasn't clear to me at first, but what really makes a difference for me to stay inspired is to realize that it's the tiny details that we often overlook that make every day beautiful. And I was just thinking like, now what are those tiny details? We all talk about stopping and smelling the roses or smelling the flowers, right? But what does it really mean for us? And so for me, it would be like the golden rays of sun that come through the window at like 5 p.m. when the sun is at that point in the sky, ready to say goodbye to the world, you know, and it to turn into night. I love that transition of the day. And that's such a unique detail, you know, that I can appreciate every single day. Or it's seeing my puppy's face in the morning because, you know, puppies, they live every day like it's their last day. So when my puppy sees me, he sees me like he's looking at me for the first time and he's (laughs) excited. And I can always look forward to that every morning, you know, or I love to people watch. It's just a thing. So I love like watching a stranger do what they love. It could be like, you know, I could be in the park, people watching, and I could see somebody practicing their craft or dancing, doing whatever. And I just love that, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. identifying, it's seeing the beauty in these small things. Count these moments because life is now and we have to find our reasons like every little it doesn't need to be I don't want to say it this way but it doesn't need to be that significant you know the significance lies on what you make of it that's really what it is I don't want to sound all cheesy but that's really what it is also don't take things too seriously and that's something that I need to it is more like a mantra to myself especially when things get a little bit rough or you know i might get some news in the middle of my like extremely busy work day that sets me off and i have to just say like okay this is happening you know so mm-hmm. don't take things too seriously we assign emotional value to a lot of what we are feeling and we fixate on the negative more than the positive that's just a fact mm-hmm. and if we realize that each moment Whether positive or negative can be acknowledged equally uh, or in a more neutral light, then we can realize that we're more than our thoughts and truly do control the outcomes of our lives. That is the definite big piece of advice I'd love to share with everyone. And it's so valuable. You know, it's like, yeah, we're not our thoughts.
1: We're not our emotions either. We're just the, we're like the, we're the being experiencing all of that. And that's why meditation is so powerful because it allows you to take that step back for a second and be like, okay, let's observe what's happening in my mind. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and um, I'm really happy you said that because it's so true. And, and and unfortunately, that's how the world, the human world, gets into so much trouble. You know, so um, if we can all take that step back and and allow that moment of stillness to take over, it, it allows us to have less arguments, less fights, and more understanding. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Well, awesome, Des. Well, before we sign off, do we, do you have anything you'd like to say? Anything, anything else?
0: Oh, yeah. I just want to say thank you again so much for having me on here. It's nice to be in the hot seat, you know, being the one being interviewed. So that's always cool. Thank you for the opportunity to share my story and share my message with the world as well. Thank you. Yeah, for everything that you've done.
1: Wow. Well, thank you, Des. I appreciate you immensely from, uh, you know, from all of our talks, your friendship, um, your professional expertise that you've been able to gift LYF and just the journey. It's so fun to just be on this journey with with all of you guys. I I appreciate the team so much and it makes me so happy to see how the organization's growing and, and it makes me so excited for the future. So thank you for writing this with me.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for lending me your time today. If you found a moment of Zen through this episode, I kindly ask that you leave a review on iTunes so that this message might reach more people. For daily positivity and to join a community of awesome humans, follow us on Instagram at the positive AF.